1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto-Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's April 18th, it's 2023. We have an 11-game MLB slate to talk about here on today's podcast. I'm joined today by my buddy Keith Eiser. Eyes819.
2: Keith, what's happening, my friend? Well, as a guy who has 100% Jacob deGrom and went way underweight on Coors Field, um, you know, it's a night. We're here. We're still alive, right? We could be doing worse things. On a, a Monday night, right?
1: Yeah, very underweight on Pittsburgh personally. um Overweight on uh, like Wazinski. And uh, I had 100% to Grom as well um on the three teams that I built. So, I, I mean, and I still like back it. Like, what do you do? Like, you, I mean, he was dominating them. Like nothing, (laughs) nothing, like nothing wrong with like the Jacob Degrom play. It's just at the end of the day, it's just variance. Um, so I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about Degrom. I'm, I mean, Gaussman. If anything, um, your boy, your boy for Chicago, who's getting up on hitters and then throwing fastballs right down the middle, um,
2: you know, know maybe that's what I'm concerned about. I'm about over him. I was super excited about him coming into the year. I live here in Arizona where they their spring training is I saw him live twice and he looked awesome in spring and I just I don't know what happened to him like the control is completely gone and he can't miss a bat like he's just getting squared up by the Oakland Athletics it's tough scenes
1: what's up YouTube thanks for hanging out with us here on Monday nights. hope everyone's having a fantastic Monday night um, as fa- as fantastic as it can be because I mean like the pivots off of Degrom. We'll have to see, like, how um, Burns ends up. But, I mean, the pivots off of DeGrom, not the best. So, (laughs) uh, it's it's just one of those nights. Like, like DeGrom scoring 18 points, if your bats kind of did their thing. Like, if you played Pittsburgh, you probably did okay. Um, So, it's just a, a super interesting night. Depending on, like, who your SP2 was. I mean, there's not really been like a, a big big arm like go out and dominate yet um so like
2: Flaherty it's... was posting a decent game and then he got rocked like they sent him back out there for the seventh that like like he he, did, he had like 80 pitches or 85 pitches when they sent him back out there and then he just got shelled in the seventh so even he failed so yeah pitching was really tough tonight for sure
1: yeah I mean DeGrom I think he's the highest scoring pitcher right now I know Jordan Lyles had like 16 fantasy points or something as well um so like I said, we have to see where Burns ends up, but I mean it's kind of looking like DeGrom might still end up being like a top two point score on the slate. So he didn't he didn't kill you. Um it's just a weird night for pitching. So ready to ready to move on. I, I mean that's that's the best thing about DFS and, and betting. Um I mean you just you get to move on right away. Like it's it's over, it's done. Um yeah, I might not cash any of my three teams today. Like that's just how it moves like how it is um so i go back and i re re redo everything i did again i mean i i know i trust my process and just wasn't working out who knows though i have i have a ton of atlanta so if atlanta can go off here maybe i can um have a little bit of luck but pittsburgh at their prices and their ownership scoring 13 runs in the fifth um it's hard to catch up to that even though they're not like hitting home runs and stuff They're just they're scoring a bunch, so it's just hard to catch up to that.
2: Yeah, we're gonna have to talk about that again here on this one. We're about to break down because oh boy, if you thought the pitching matchup was good on Monday night, just wait till this
1: one. I know there's some interesting like pitching on this slate is really interesting in general. So let's get into it. Let's get started. We do get started here on this 11 game slate with the Angels at New York facing the Yankees. This game has a nine total. The Yankees, a one forty two favorite. We got Suarez and Schmidt facing off in this one. Um, any interest here in Jose Suarez?
2: I don't think I can do it in Yankee stadium. Um, he's an okay strikeout pitcher. The Yankees strike out quite a bit, but man, this, the right-handed power in this park, it's pretty tough. I will say there's not a lot of great cheap pitching options. Um, but again course field is underpriced so i'm not sure that that we even need it like on the slate on monday it was pretty easy to get two aces in there and stack course field that's probably going to be what ends up winning here tonight i don't i just i don't think that we need to chase suarez here like the yankees strike out plenty but there's some some heavy risk here i mean
1: the right-handed bats in this lineup are enough reason for me to say i mean suarez hasn't pitched well to start the season in general like he struggled against a really bad Washington offense last time out, like 10 hits. He really I mean, his his command is just not there yet. He's not missing bats. If he doesn't miss bats against the Yankees, even with like Stanton, like on the I.L., um, like there's still so many right handed bats in this lineup. You know, Judge Torres, LeMay, Higgs. I know I'm missing like Kenner Flefle, Fluffer, Fluffer. <laughs> um and like a guy like Rizzo who can hit lefties um just as much as he can hit righties, you know, Suarez has been really good against lefties, but continues to struggle with righties and continuing to struggle with righties this season. So I don't want to touch Suarez in this spot. Going to the other side, Clark Schmidt. Um I mean, I don't want to touch him either. He's not going deep into games. He's really I mean, he hasn't shown really any promise um, at all. I mean, he, hes another guy that is he is generating a little bit more like swinging misses, but still, at the end of the day, I don't think this is a spot that I'm excited to play. Clark Schmidt.
2: Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I think I'd prefer to play Schmidt over over Suarez, but really, no interest here either. There was some hype around him developing a cutter in the in spring training, just haven't really seen it translate. He looked really good in his first outing against San Francisco, but two kind of mediocre starts. After that, like you said, 84 pitches is a season high. Probably not doing it here against the Angels.
1: Yeah, coming into the season, I mean, he's a guy that – uh, he's a guy that, like, you target in, like, deep fantasy leagues if you play, like, best balls in season long because, like, he he is a, he's supposed to have an above-average um, curveball. So I, it just really, like I said, it hasn't translated this year. Like, last year we saw him um, – he threw what? he threw out of the bullpen a little bit, right? He, I know he started a few games, but he threw, threw out of the bullpen and even out of the bullpen where it's like bang, 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 bang. He was still only averaging, you know, an 11.8% swinging strike rate out of the bullpen, 9.9 this season through three starts. So I'm just worried about him missing bats, 40.5% hard hit rate to start the year. And I, I mean, there's enough power in this angels lineup that it's, it's really tough to trust Schmidt in the spot. So, um for me looking at the bats here on the angels i mean it's the same guys it's trout it's otani it's renfro it's ward Uh, i mean they're in yankee stadium the bullpen is really good for the yankees so i mean if you're stacking them you're really hoping they just put it on them really early um what are your thoughts here on the angels bats?
2: yeah i mean trout and otani obviously playable anytime the pricing on them is really tough like renfro and ward are priced way up um so I think this is probably like your one-offing Otani or Trout or maybe finding a three-man with a couple value pieces with those two. Um, I, I just don't love the, the Renfro-Ward pricing. Even Ohapi is priced up now. Good prospect, fills a catcher position, but don't love the $4,300 price tag. Um, it's not a full stack for me just because of the pricing here.
1: Yeah, I mean, the pricing is tough. Um, I don't disagree with that yankees bats i mean i like the yankee stack here i think this is a spot um that you can attack the angels bullpen another bullpen that's been really good to start the year but if you can get to suarez early like i mean the upside for the yankees here is big
2: yeah definitely a little bit banged up Like Stanton on the il is is tough donaldson is as well um not sure that he's worth rostering as much anymore but um Definitely some injuries here for the Yankees. Love Judge, love Torres. I like the Rizzo lefty-lefty call quite a bit. Um, Excited, Interested to see what what the ownership comes in on Rizzo because that that could give me even more uh, interest if we get a low-owned Rizzo here. Volpe's been leading off, 3,300. He's been running every time he gets on, so I absolutely love him. Um, And then whoever the catcher is, I think, is certainly in play, whether it's Higgs or whether it's Trevino, uh, both of them in play as well
1: could potentially
2: get a cheap bat here. I mean, it could potentially be both catchers really. Um, I mean, or they called up, um, who was it that they called a uh, Peraza? They just called up too. He's a righty that might, might find his way into the lineup here. He's 2,800. I would like yeah, that quite I mean, a bit.
1: Definitely. All right. Um, moving on. We got Baltimore. At Washington, this game has a nine total as well. Uh, the Orioles, a 146 favorite. We got Kramer, and we have Gray facing off against each other in this one. Let's go to Dean Kramer first. Um, I mean, I'll be the first to say, I played him in his last start. Um, I love attacking Oakland, and it didn't work, man. He, just, he really has not looked great on the hill, and struggling with Oakland kind of worries me you're kind of getting the same type of offense here. I mean, this is a bad Washington lineup. This is a team that, you know, we talk about picking on a lot. Like, they they just don't have any power. Um, their ISO as a team against right-handed pitching is .094. They're the only team under 100 um, ISO. So they just don't have a lot of power. They've only hit six home runs against right-handed pitching this season. They have a 67 WRC+, plus, which is the worst in the MLB if he had pitched a little bit better and maybe got a little unlucky or something, uh, maybe I could say like, Hey, let's go back to the well here. But I mean, I watched that game and <sighs> it just didn't
2: look good. Yeah. I, Washington's not good. I agree with that, but Dean Kramer might not be good either. Yeah. Uh, like I'm, I'm really struggling. He had to find a 200 up in that game against Oakland, 200 BABIP. <laughs>
1: Hit a still ten point
2: nine runs. FIP in that game. Oof! Yeah, I, I don't think I can do it. Um, like I, I was looking for a pitcher down in the six K range, and I just don't think there is one on this slate, honestly. That I'm that I'm very interested in. It's okay to be
1: that way too, right? At the end of the day, it's yep. okay to not pay down all the way. Like, there's going to be mispriced, you know, hitters somewhere. Somewhere there's going to be mispriced hitters, and. I mean I, I I tend to agree with you on this slate. I mean you could uh, there's there's one guy that I'm going to bring up when we get there that I think you could take some tournament shots on um, but yeah, I mean really under 8k is tough today just in general. Yeah. So um Josiah Gray 6500 I mean at once was a prospect that a lot of people talked about um, that had once had gone. So uh, any interest here in just, gray
2: No, no, no interest whatsoever. The big return for Trey Turner, right. And Max Scherzer, when he, when they got shipped to the Dodgers, um, just hasn't quite panned out for him. And it's because lefties crush him. Uh, the Baltimore lefties are my favorite spot on the slate outside of course.
1: Yeah. I mean, they get there like just Baltimore in general, gets there so many different ways. Um, they're a team that's running a lot. They have power. They get on base. Like, they just get there so many different ways. So, I, I mean, I'll keep pounding this, but if you're stacking Baltimore, you have to add Adley Rutschman in there. I hate paying up a catcher. Everyone knows that. If you listen to the podcast, you know how much I hate paying up a catcher. He's the guy. Like, he's the guy that, like, if I'm paying up for a catcher on a slate, it's Rutschman. I mean, he he's living up to the hype. Let Let's be honest. Like, this guy... He got called up last year and everyone was like, eh, cause he was kind of, eh, for the first month. And then he hit and he was fine and he hasn't stopped. So, um, <laughs> it's hard for me to say like stack Baltimore and don't play him cause he might be the best hitter on this team. So Mullins offer some upside. Mateo is someone righty righty who can run Santander gives you some upside. So there's so many ways for these Baltimore guys to get there outside of just home runs. So I mean, Gunnar Henderson's finally starting to hit. So,
2: yeah, I mean, I have a ton of interest here in Baltimore. Yeah, I mean, you you touched on a lot of great stuff there. Rutchman is my favorite play here. Mullins is outstanding. Baltimore, I believe, is still leading the majors and still in bases. So there's power and there's speed all throughout this lineup. Um, you have to pay for it with Mullins and Rutschman, but I'm completely fine with that. Um, Santander, I like it 4,100. I, like mount cap paying up the mount castle this probably isn't the spot the washington bullpen isn't great either so definitely not trying to talk you out of him i just i think i'm spending for for rutchman for sure and probably mullins too just because of, there's power upside against gray in addition to the speed upside that he brings absolutely love gunner henderson at 3800 and then who whichever cheap lefty outfielder is in the lineup um oh where's he at what's his name i'm losing it right now um not they, they, he's right-handed they called ryan o'hearn up um over the weekend oh okay. i so, mean he's in line. i thought mckenna was left-handed for some reason but he's right-handed also so I yeah, guess they, so they don't Hearn, a... they've get they've been getting him some at bats too so if he drew a start here whether
1: like i mean they could start him they could dh him in this spot or they could give mountcastle a day um so if o'hearn's in there you can play him at first base or outfield Mountcastle's been, like, playing every day. Wouldn't shock me if they gave him a day here. But, I mean, Mountcastle's been crushing the ball, too. I mean, what does he have? Six home runs, I think. So, I mean, if you're them, probably not wanting to. But they they were carrying three catchers there for a little while. And they sent one of the catchers down. And O'Hearn was the, like, correspondent, like, call-up. And he got some at-bats over the weekend. Um, what is it? Urias um, is banged up right now. So, like... I mean, I could see him DHing in this spot if he DHs um, over like Hayes. I worry about like the pinch hit risk, but I mean, he's so cheap that if he gets even a couple at bats, um, might be able to pay it off. So O'Hearn like opens up the Baltimore stack if you want to like go down here.
2: Yep, completely agree. If he's in there, love that. Like even two at bats, like you said, at at twenty six hundred, I'm completely fine with that. But uh, Mullins, Rutschman, Henderson three of my favorite plays on the slate, throw Santana in there as well.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, if a guy goes out and he gets two hits, I mean, it's really hard to pinch hit for that guy. Um, Right. You know, so uh Washington side here. I mean, gosh, they're just so <laughs> bad. And, and like, I'm not even like saying it to be mean. It's just, it, they're bad. Like there's, there's just nothing in this lineup
2: that excites me to play in DFS. Yeah. Kind of with you. They are really cheap. And I'm not scared of Dean Kramer. So CJ
1: Abrams is 2400.
2: <laughs> he could steal you a base. I he suppose. could steal you a base. <laughs> he has some pop. He's fat.
1: Like, I mean, that like shortstop is a position, like, especially like, all right, if you're going to the other side and you're like, if you're stacking Baltimore and you're playing Rutchman and you're paying up a catcher, like, shortstop's my next position I like to punt. And I mean, I don't really love much at the top today anyway. So maybe I just go down there and like, hey, I play some CJ
2: Abrams. Um, he's really cheap. Yeah, I, I'm fine with that. I don't think I'm full stacking, even though it's Kramer, and I, I wouldn't mind picking on him a little bit. There's just not much to do it with. Candelario at 3400 I suppose. Even Manessis' price is starting to come down a little bit, but we prefer him against lefties. Ruiz is playable at 3100 filling a catcher's position for not a ton of salary dom smith i don't hate that there's a little pop in that bat still he's 2600 so i don't think i'd full stack him because i'm worried about upside but a few guys could get there for cheap i think
1: yeah i mean they called up stone garrett and he's he's hit everything and they don't play him every day so um, i have no idea what's going on with that but um so it's tough but yeah i mean abrams would probably be my favorite here from washington if you need, like, if you want to punt, like, we talked about, like, paying up for pitching. Like, if you need to punt two spots, you could hope that, like, Garcia and Abram hit right next to each other and you can get them really cheap. And, you know, that's always like a the way that you got to think about baseball sometimes is like, all right, these guys are cheap. Whoever's hitting in front of the other one hits a single, steals second. And my guy hits a single and then he steals second. Like, I'm off to the races at these prices. So, yeah. I mean, the new base. Is, like it's just there. I don't know if Garcia has a stolen base. I know Abrams has, um, I think two or three. So, all right, moving on, we got Minnesota heading to Fenway to take on my socks nine total in this game, too. Some tough, t- some big totals today overall. Um, twins are a slight favorite at minus 116. It's kind of a pick 'em game as far as like baseball pick 'em games go. We got Gray and Sale. Um, any interest here in Sonny Gray?
2: Yeah, I do. Um, I don't love the ballpark, um, but Gray has some some upside here in this spot, I think. Boston strikes out a, a fair amount. Um, gray has a 13-strikeout game on his resume already this season. Not that I'm expecting that here by any means. Um, just, like, SP2 is kind of difficult. I think we know who our SP1 is going to be, uh, like – I think SP two is pretty wide open. Sonny Gray is a guy I'm going to take some shots on uh, pretty good leash here. A little bit of strikeout upside. Um, I don't mind the price tag. 8,600. I think is fair. Yeah.
1: I mean, Boston, um, a plenty of power in this lineup, right? Top 10 in ISO this season. And honestly, they they have one of the lowest strikeout rates in baseball um, against right pitching the season's second lowest. But if you, if you've been following along, they started the season with very little strikeouts and now they're missing some key pieces that, like, just guys that put the ball in play. Um, so I mean, overall, I think this is a spot that you can take some shots on Sunny Gray. Um, I haven't been picking on the Red Sox a ton this season just because, like, they are a team that I, they've just kind of shifted gears from like this powerhouse offense to like, you know, we'll get production from home runs from like Devers and Cassis, and then the rest of these guys were just what we wanted to put the ball in play. So um, it's tough. I mean, like I said, second lowest strikeout rate in baseball this season against right-handed pitching. Pitching is limited on the slate. I think that you could definitely take some shots here on Sonny Gray. Uh, any interest in Chris Sale?
2: I don't know what's going on with Mr. Sale here, but I think I need I mean, to see injuries it, for the last five years. Yeah. I mean, just, he's giving up a lot of hard contact. Um, the leash is not great 81 pitches his last time out that was his highest so far this season the price it's they're trying to get Tatakas into playing Chris Sale I mean there's still talent in there he's just he's going through some stuff right now giving up too much hard contact the the control's a little bit off so I probably need to see it one time before I play him
1: yeah I mean he had a decent game against Detroit but it still wasn't like Like that's a lineup that you kind of expect him to dominate and it just wasn't there. So um, I I mean, Minnesota has been a team that's been underwhelming. They've been striking out at a huge clip so far this season against left handed pitching. I think it's like 28% in 90 at bats. So, I mean, it's still such a small sample size when we're looking at team stats. Um, But I, my biggest concern with Chris sale is like, the walk rate and the power he's allowing. Like you mentioned the hard hit rate, 48.6%, 48.6% hard hits um, through three games. So I just worry about that. I mean, the strikeout stuff's still there. That I mean, that's your upside, right? At 7,500, you, I mean, if he gives up one or two home runs, you hope he strikes out like eight or nine and gets maybe a five or six pitch bump here. Or, I mean, we really want like a 10 pitch bump. Um, I will note, with Brian Bello Bello um coming back on and pitching on Monday's game that gave sale an extra day. So he's on 6 days instead of 5 days. So maybe he does get like eight extra pitches here. Um I don't know, man. I'm I'm on the fence. I don't hate the price. I'm on the fence. It it probably will for me come down to like what the Minnesota lineup looks like. Like if it's a normal Minnesota lineup with, you know, Buxton and Correa and those guys in there, probably don't play much but i mean if they roll out three or four lefties against sale that might be enough at
2: 7500 for me to pull the trigger yeah i mean i i certainly am interested because of the price we know what the upside has been like you said the strikeout stuff still looks pretty decent too so i don't know almost a 30 percent k rate yeah yeah
1: all right let's talk some bats here i mean chris sale has been getting hit hard um do we think Minnesota goes a little lower-owned here
2: just because it's uh, like a name like Chris Sale? So I think the full stack probably goes pretty low-owned because they are dealing with some injuries. They're also pretty left-handed as I'm looking through this. Um, making a five-man stack, I mean, Buxton and Correa are obviously two of the best plays. Like, If Sale is still going to like just not have the control and leaving stuff over the middle of the plate, there's not... Not many guys that have more power than Buxton and Correa, so love both of those guys. After that, it gets it gets pretty shaky though. Um, Just very left-handed. Miranda has not been good this season. He's twenty nine hundred though. I certainly don't mind a shot there. Um, Whoever's catching, I'm interested in uh, whether it's Vasquez or Jeffers, right? Yeah, I mean Jeffers has been really good against lefties. I think Vasquez has been too in his career. So I'm I'm interested in a cheap catcher here. Um. Oh, revenge game for Vasquez. Kyle Garlic is cheap. He's got power against lefties. Like you can make the five man work, but I don't think people are like completely sold that Sale is will remain this broken. So I think they do end up a little bit under owned.
1: I mean, he still has the ability to strike people out, which is huge for him. But I mean, he just doesn't have that like Sale dominant command to like really attack hitters i think that will come i hope i mean like if we get a season where chris sale stays healthy the whole year right at some point this season it's gonna click he's he i mean that he's an elite pitcher when he's healthy um he is getting older and he definitely has dealt with injuries but um he gets a lot of natural movement on his pitches it's one thing that a lot of people have always talked about with sale but uh, I think this is where you're going to get your punt catcher. You know, when I'm looking at punt catchers, I, I think either one of these guys is, is fine. Um, so I think this is the spot you're potentially looking for like your punt catcher. Garlic got called up, um, over the weekend or Thursday or Friday, like sometime like really late last week, if he cracks the lineup, he's like 2,300. Um, so we will have to kind of see how it plays out, but I mean, there's some cheap bats for Minnesota.
2: Yeah, I just did, I didn't go down. Solano's only twenty one hundred. I think he's yeah. gonna be in the lineup here. He's to yeah, pretty he's good him at against first Lexi.
1: base though, man.
2: That's what that's what sucks because he doesn't have a ton of power. Um yeah. and he doesn't have speed either. He's he's just strictly like a, a contact guy.
1: And Long he's first base, base only,
2: okay. which yeah. Not not great. Michael Taylor, but he'll probably hit ninth. Yeah, I mean it's all right. Boston it's a tough
1: Boston season, side of
2: this game, any interest here in the Red Sox? Not a ton. Um probably be playing more Sunny Gray. Uh you can like Devers is expensive. Still I still like him. You can play him if you want to. Not a ton of interest outside of that.
1: It's kind of where I'm at too. All right. We got Texas at Kansas City Eovaldi and Keller facing off in this one again another nine total. And we got the Rangers as a slight favor here at minus 125 on um, Nathan Eovaldi, seventy eight hundred. Do you have any interest in him on
2: the slate? Yeah, I mean, I I think the price tag is is very intriguing. Um, he's certainly struggled a little bit, uh, got blown up a little bit in his last one. Ten allowed ten hits Hence this team too. Yeah, yeah. Um, seventy eight hundred, though. I'm I'm still interested in going back to him. He, I think he's a good enough pitcher. The strikeout stuff has been there. Um, I think he can get get it back on track here.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're talking about a guy with a 6.32 ERA. Gosh, I hate ERA. It's my least favorite stat in the world. This guy has a 2.7 XFIP. He has a 4.44 BABIP. He's getting so unlucky. The stats say play Nathan Evaldi here, and I think he's my favorite pitcher under 8K today. Um, Kansas City is the second-worst offense in baseball against right-handed pitching. I mean – and the fact, uh, Dane Dunning helped the Rangers out a ton when Degrom left. Yeah. Um, was able to eat up a lot of innings, so they didn't have to like use a ton of bullpen in that game. So like, when I saw Degrom get hurt, I instantly looked like this is where my mind goes. I instantly looked and I was like, man, who's pitching? You know, tomorrow. All right, if they use a lot of bullpen, maybe Evaldi gets stretched to like a hundred, hundred and five pitches in this game because they're going to need it. Well. Didn't matter because Dane Dunning kind of went out and did his thing. And um, I mean, it worked. He's the highest, he's like one of the highest scoring pitchers on the slate. No one, he played him. I'm just saying, um, going back to our conversation from earlier, but yeah, I mean, he, he's just been, he's been super unlucky, um, super unlucky, like still generating a ton of like medium contact. So not giving up a ton of hard contact, 13.3% swinging strike rate through three games this season. That's the highest of his career. Um I know it's only three games or and it's gonna change, but the advanced numbers look great. The advanced numbers look great. And, and like you're always you know worried but I mean when I see advanced numbers like this and it and you a uh, price like this against an offense like this, I don't care that he just faced them. I'm I'm gonna trust the numbers on this one and I'm gonna play some Nathan. Nathan Evaldi, so um, Keller Keller's actually been pitching pretty decent. Like we were talking about, like, is there a guy under seven K you could play? And I said, there's a tournament option. I mean, it might be Brad Keller.
2: Yeah, I I don't disagree with you. The leash has been really nice to see as well. He was over hundred pitches last time out. I don't like tournaments. I'm, I'm completely fine with it. Uh, I don't know how much I'm getting there. Like once Corey Seager got hurt for this Texas team, I thought we were going to be able to attack him a little bit but they've, they've actually been hitting the ball quite well. Um Yeah. But, like, I I agree with you. If I'm playing somebody down here, it's probably Keller. Like, the strikeouts have ticked up a little bit, it seems. He hasn't been a huge strikeout guy in his career, but um seven against this Texas team is last time out. So, I, I don't hate it.
1: Yeah, Texas, I mean, they strike out at enough of a, like, kind of clip. But, I mean, they're also – one of the highest like home runs um when it comes to like against right handed pitching this season. They've been a team that's been hitting home runs. So uh he pitched really well against them last time out and gave up a home run in that game. I mean, he he surpasses he surpasses, sorry um right-handed power. So like Simeon and Young, you know, kind of helps there. Jankowski is not like a huge power guy. So really you're just kind of worried that like low or heim don't like beat you. Because, I mean, we've seen the Josh Smith experience now. This team is is just can't wait for Seeger to get back because Josh Smith is just playing defense. He's not doing anything at the plate. 34 plate appearances, zero ISO, 234 WOBA, 32.5% strikeout rate. So we've seen the Josh Smith, and I played him, for what it's worth, on my main lineup on Monday just because I couldn't fit anybody else in at shortstop. And you just know that, like, going in, you're probably taking a zero. <laughs> So, um, yeah. And what's crazy to me is they're still hitting him like seventh. And they're not even like putting him in that like nine hole. But
2: well, he was I think in the two hole there for a little while. They finally dropped him to seventh. But they're yeah.
1: like, yeah, hey, that's not going to work. Like, Jankowski geez. has actually got some like on base skills. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's hard for me. It's hard for me not to like have a little bit of interest in color when you're looking at like there's one more guy one more guy i have one more guy that i'll talk about um, that when we get to him but yeah i mean pitchers down here are bad (laughs) they're bad yeah all right bats in this one i was a little shocked by this game having such a big total um i know it's i don't know man neither one of these like names are like household names any interest here in the texas bats
2: I do. I think it's lefties, like you were mentioning. Um, Nathaniel, Lowe, really like him at 4,500. Jonah Heim is a cheap catcher, really interested there as well. If Jankowski's in the two hole again, I think you have to have some interest. That's probably it. That little three man of the lefties. Um, Keller's a decent pitcher. He's got solid control. So I I don't full stack here, I don't think. Um, I guess Jung is pretty cheap at 3,700 another righty and if you want to try the smith experience again you could make the five man but i just i probably just do three man I'm, I'm concerned about the upside a little bit um
1: yeah i mean the lefties were, were where i would attack him i don't he just he's so good at like kind of limiting the righties that it's tough for me it's tough for me to like have a ton of interest here so he was josh jung was my um under the radar home run play in nailed the it. extra survey today mine was patrick wisdom also nailed hey it. yeah the <laughs> cubbies man i ended up with a lot of exposure to the cubbies too
2: they're starting to roll a little bit here
1: all right well good i need the bats to go bonkers in these late games to just uh, listen this is one of those nights i'm just hey just give me a little min cash we'll move on to the next slate. <laughs> um <laughs> kansas city side i mean if you want to play devil's advocate to the stats and you want to think that like if Eovaldi is going to run bad again, I mean, sure, you could maybe look at like a secondary stack here, but I mean, I just, I'm going to trust the numbers in this spot.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see a reason to really try to attack Eovaldi with a below average offense. Um, you can certainly one-off guys like Perez or Melendez as catchers. Bobby Witt always has upside. Pascantino's cheap power, but I'm, I'm not stacking them at all.
1: All right, Arizona at St. Louis. Look at the weather on this one. Um, I'm seeing like multiple sites have weather concerns with this game. So we'll have to see what Roth has to say. Just wanted to throw that out there before we get into this one. We're still going to break it down. Arizona Cardinals. Arizona Cardinals. Um, yeah, that's a solid. should have been team, <laughs> yeah. All right, so we have eight total in this game. Montgomery is a 180 favorite against Jameson. Let's talk Dre Jamison here. Um, 54 pitches last time out. Kind of just filling in here for Zach Davies. Um, I think we'll see him maybe in like that 70, 75 pitch range here. Um, Are we we experimenting with this against this offense?
2: (laughs) No chance. I mean, I think he's a decent prospect. The stuff is there, but he's not quite stretched out. And a matchup against St. Louis is just, I don't think you need to try it.
1: Big fastball, big slider. They want this guy to the pen. From everything that yeah. I've read, they really want this guy to the pen to like come in and throw two really strong innings out of the pen type of thing. Um, so, I mean, he's just not a guy that at 7,100. If he's 6,100, maybe we're like sitting here going, all right, maybe 12 points on. Yeah, maybe four it's a strikeouts and in three
2: innings or something. But
1: yeah, yeah maybe it's a shot, but. Unless we get like some kind of like, hey, he's going to throw eighty pitches here, like thing. But I just, I still don't think I can do it. I just don't think I can do it. I I just, I, I'm playing Yavaldi over Jameson. I mean, I'm probably playing Keller over Jameson.
2: Yeah, and there's just so much more leash there. You have so many more outs with Keller than you do with Jameson. Like, and honestly,
1: I'm probably playing Colin Ray over him, and we'll talk about him in a minute. St. Louis is a good offense, right? Like if this is yeah. a spot against Oakland or something, or like it's such a different conversation with St. Louis is such a good offense. They're gonna have bad days, but they're they're a consistent offense. So all right, let's talk Jordan Montgomery. Um I mean, outside of just like having like this one or two like bad pitches, um, if he could put together a whole game, we kind of saw it against Milwaukee. Put together a whole game, um, I mean, the advanced numbers look really good on Jordan Montgomery. If the rain is okay, um,
2: any interest here in Jordan Montgomery at ninety five hundred? It's yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's the price tag for me. That's just like I know the strikeout stuff has been better since he's come over to St. Louis. He's still not an elite strikeout guy. He has nine against Milwaukee, his second start this season. But that that's not really who he is. He's gonna be a ground ball guy, pitch to contact type. 9,500, it's a great matchup against Arizona, although I think they they don't strike out as much against lefties, if I remember that correctly. Um, so, like, it's a good matchup from, a, like, a power on the other side. Obviously, you've got Walker and Marte and guys like that, but, like, Carroll's left hand, they have a lot of good lefties. Um, not as much from the right side, but I think they that they have better contact skills from the right side. So, 9,500 is just a little bit too much to pay for Montgomery.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's 9,500 on FanDuel as well. So, I mean, the gap between him and, like, Strider is a little bit different on FanDuel. Um, I mean, it potentially gets you one more at, one more hitter. So, I, I think he would be, like, your contrarian type of play over there. But, I mean, that's what he is today. He's a contrarian play. I just, he has been a lot better since he got traded. Like he, he, it seemed like he just needed to get out of New York and St. Louis has always been really good with pitching. So I could see it in in tournaments. Um, I could see it in tournaments. Uh, This whole range is really interesting. I mean, I think Stroman's gonna kind of be the chalky SP2 today. Um, So like this range is pretty interesting. So we'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. Uh, Arizona
2: bats, anything standing out to you
1: against Montgomery?
2: No, I like I mentioned he's the the ground ball um pitch to contact type with really good yeah. control. Not a guy I like to stack against. Um solid solid real life pitcher. Just like, that price is the only thing holding me back in DFS. I think you can hunt um hunt a home run against him though. I mentioned Christian Walker. I really like him today. He's cheap at 3400. Lourdes Gurriel at 3800, Kettle Marte. I think you can look for a home run, but I'm I'm not stacking Arizona here.
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Bluewire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com/slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Someone in chat just said Luuch went three for three on home runs today over on scores and odds that's solid that's man pretty impressive i know one of them yeah simeon and wisdom i know was he had wisdom one. i know yep. he had wisdom as a home run i saw that i saw him write it up earlier i don't know what his um other ones were but that's solid man shout out to loot shout out to scores and odds i think as a team over there we're absolutely crushing this season i think we're like 23 units up um to start the year so um, oh, just one thing I wanted to note about Arizona before we move on to the Cardinal side. Kettle Marte is still 2500 on FanDuel. Um, that price is just too cheap for the talent. So like, he's just a guy like I talked about him today on expert survey and he's just he's just too cheap over there at that price. At uh, at that price, I don't care who's pitching. He he's a guy that can get it done in so many different ways that that's just too cheap of a price tag for me. Um, St. Louis side. I mean, Jameson seems like a really solid pitcher, but again, he's a guy that I feel like he's gonna be a guy that they're gonna work out of the bullpen. I mean, that's what his pitch setup kind of looks like. Um, I mean, big fastball, good slider. It's just yeah, I mean, this is a guy that he started at four games last year and his strikeout rate dipped a lot more um than it was in the minors. So I don't know what to think here, but I think the pricing on St. Louis is going to make the decision a little bit easier.
2: Yeah, pricing is tough, um, but I I do want to point out that we've got a a couple of Cardinals fans, shout out to Derek and Dave in chat, saying nice things about my Cubs. So I can probably say a couple nice things about the Cardinals here. Um, (laughs) A lot of talented hitters. Uh, Gorman at 4,200 is the guy that kind of stands out where I like the price and I like the upside. You can put Tyler O'Neill in that conversation as well. Like getting, like I'm not premium stacking this. Like going Goldschmidt, Arenado, and Donovan's price is just a little bit too much for what he is. Um, but I think you can find a, a three man here. Like you play one of Goldschmidt, Arenado, and then go like Gorman, Newt Bar, or something like that. We'll have to see yeah. what the lineup looks like. They've got a, a ton of options. Like um, so, depending on who's playing the outfield between O'Neill, Newt Bar, Walker, Carlson. That group, like I think you can find a couple value pieces in the outfield to pair with elite upside from Goldschmidt or Arenado.
1: That's like my my thought process as well. Same same thought process here. Like get one like it's a three man for me, and it's one of Arenado or Goldschmidt, and then it's two of Newbar, Burleson, Gorman type of plays. Um, Edmund, like th- that range. Um, Edmund would probably be the least favorite for what it's worth. All right, cruising along Toronto at Houston. We got Bassett. We got um, your Kitey facing off against each other here. Nine total
2: uh, pick them game. Any interest here in Bassett? It's been a rough go for Bassett. Looked a little bit better his last time out. Um, the leash is what... It, yeah, it, it was Detroit. Definitely want to point that out. Um, Houston is a, a really tough matchup, obviously, as we just saw Kevin Gaussman get beat up it's i still don't think that they're as good as they have been in in recent seasons um i don't know like you you touched on stroman a little bit um i'm i'm still just i don't love sp2 on the slate i think bassett's in play the leash is what the thing that stood out to me he's been 107 pitches and 109 pitches in his last two like you're not gonna find that type of leash very often in in the game anymore um i think you can take shots here at 8200 i don't like the matchup though
1: I mean, if if you were like me, and you're like, if you had interest in Gaussman, you saw that lineup roll out on um, Monday, you're like, oh, man, what a great lineup for <laughs> Gaussman, and it didn't work out. Bassett's not good, man. This guy is not good. Alvarez is one of my favorite plays on the entire slate, and we'll talk about him in just a minute, but Bassett... He's been awful this year. He has a 6.5 XFIP. His whip is like 1.6. He's not missing bats at all with an 8% swinging strike rate and an 81% um, contact rate. And he's walking people. Like, the walks and all that issues, like, I mean, St. Louis pounded him his first start. Don't get me wrong. But, like, L.A., the next start, five walks, five strikeouts. Um, He... Didn't even pitch like that great against Detroit. Yeah, he put up 18 fantasy points. We didn't even pitch that great. I agree with you on the leash, but I mean, that might help my bats. Um, And we'll talk about Houston bats in a minute. I have a ton of interest in the Houston bats. I don't really have one more. um, One more point on Bassett,
2: real quick is his velocity has been way down. Like it's been a known thing he did. He was at 91 fastball average. His first two starts, he was up to 92 in his second in his third one. So I'm, I'm keeping an eye on that. Something clearly wasn't right to begin the season. I don't know if it was just a slow ramp up or whatever, but velocity trending in the, the right direction. So maybe he's fixing some things.
1: I mean, maybe he was just excited to face Detroit. Maybe. Had a little <laughs> bit more juice. All right, let's talk. Um, Jose Urquidy, any interest here?
2: No, uh, reverse splits guy. There's way too much right-handed power on this Toronto, in, on, in these Toronto baths. I like Toronto quite a bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, his fly ball rate goes up. Um, this season, he's, I don't know, like, I haven't dug into it yet. Uh, it could just be kind of who he's faced, looking at, like, who he's faced so far this year. But this year, he's done a great job limiting the power to righties. Um, I don't know. We'll Well, I, I need to dig into this more. I think he might be playable today. But, I mean, the lineup is just such a tough lineup. And he's not a huge strikeout guy in general. So I probably don't end up there. It's just, I mean, I'm looking at everything today when it comes to pitching. Like I know I'm going to spend a couple hours in the morning on pitching. Cause I think that's, that's where you're going to win or lose the slate today is pitching. I mean, the hitters kind of are there, you know what you want to do. And like when you're doing deep dives on pitchers, it kind of opens up your thought process on um, hitters. Anyway, pitchers doing deep dive on pitchers, helping it help opens up your eyes on hitters. <laughs> Um,
2: let's talk bats. Any interest here in Toronto? Yeah, I just talked about the right-handed power. Um, it's something Urquidy, like when he's not missing bats, he, he gives up a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact. Um, I absolutely love Bichette, Guerrero, Springer. Chapman has been just unbelievable to start this season. Good for him. Um, I, I'm not afraid to play lefties either. Like Urquidy limits them with that really good changeup. Uh, but a guy like Varsho, I'm I'm interested in. Whoever's catching Kirk or Jansen, interest there. Um, he is a control guy, so it's and Toronto's also expensive. I don't know that I love a full five-man stack, it's just hard to fit in, unless you want to play guys like Brandon and Belt, um, which I don't. Um, so probably more of a three-man for me, like a bichette Chapman. Uh, Kirk or whoever's catching like that type of thing. It's it's a three man hunt looking for some power is, is really how I'm interested in playing Toronto. Yeah. I mean, he is a guy that typically has a
1: pretty decent, like um, hard to soft contact ratio. Like he'll throw his change up a ton against lefties and try to keep them off balance. Um, I will, I will note. So just sitting here and like letting you get your thoughts out. I did a little bit of a dive here and he's changed up his pitches. He's using a sinker a lot more this year um, than he did last year. He's kind of mixing up things. Um, He's yet to throw a slider. Like he's not thrown a slider yet this season. Um, And I don't know if that's just an error on the site or not, but, and this is a dude that was throwing a slider 40% of the time against right-handed hitters last year. And he hasn't thrown a slider yet. And his numbers are way better against righties. So, Might be something here. I'm just saying, might be something here. Um, I I might respect it. Like, if I think if you're playing Toronto, you're stacking them, like, at these prices and like how expensive they are anyway. So, just might be something here. Um, He has a negative 2.1% hard to soft contact ratio this year. So, that's a huge uptick. And maybe he's getting unlucky or, or maybe he's getting lucky. So, usually, though, with like, Hard and soft contact ratios, like, it's usually not luck-driven. So, I don't know. It's tough. I will say this, Keith. I love Houston. I love this Houston spot. This is a phenomenal spot. Jordan Alvarez, one of my favorite hitters on the slate. I think he's one of the guys that has, like, two to three home run upside in this matchup. Um, I mean, you play... You play Alvarez and Tucker, and then you just go down here and find the value. Like who's in the lineup, who's not in the lineup, um, and you know build from there. Because the rest of the lineup with Altuve out, yeah, like you can you can build a really cheap you know five man if you even with those two guys.
2: What did you say the line in this game was? It was, it was pretty much a pick right? Yeah, I'm sensing a jelly bean bet here. <laughs> I'm on the Toronto What's side the- of this, and it, you're very much on the Houston side.
1: I just like the bats. I don't. I'm not putting any jelly beans on either one of these pitchers. Um, I just I like the Houston bats a lot.
2: Fair enough. Alvarez and Tucker absolutely love. Like I I know Bassett's had a rough go, but I think he's a a pretty solid pitcher overall. Whether he has it completely figured out or not, or whether he got a little bit lucky against Detroit and just had a good outing, still very much remains to be seen. Um, If he has it figured out, I don't love the Houston stack for what it's worth but you can always play tucker and alvarez there's some cheap pieces here as well jokes if he's in the lineup is a, a guy who's looked really good in the early going um Abreu's fine Pena's is fine but like it's not not the cheapest stack in the world um unless you get a guy like i don't know um jokes or who's the other one um if Myers like, there's there's going to be some cheap outfield options here probably, which might help tie the the stack together. Um, but really, Alvarez and Tucker, but boy, they're priced up as they should be. Really though.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, if if he has a good game, I could see it being big. But Abreu off to a ice cold start. Um, yeah, I mean, ice cold start. He's eventually going to get going. You would think he's too good of a hitter. And man, I am so. Bases loaded, Braves top of the lineup. Yeah, and they <laughs> Ouch. they got out. Olsen strikes out. Riley grounds into a double play. Oh, that, was, that hurt. <laughs> that was the inning. That was the spot. Weathers is getting like if Weathers gives up anything right there. They just went to the mound when they loaded the bases after the Cunha single. If he gets oh, man, if Riley does anything right there. Oh, anyway, let's go to course. Pittsburgh at Colorado taking on the Rockies. 12 and a half total in this game. Pick'em game. We got Vasquez. We got Urena. Um, Let's start with Vincent Velasquez. I mean, absolutely stunning start <laughs> last time out. Yeah.
2: He mowed down St. Louis. but I played uh, St. Gonna... Louis <laughs> so much. I'm going to chalk that up to an outlier. Um, I think... He... This is going to be a rough start for, uh, Mr. Velasquez here.
1: Yeah. Whether you like the fake cores or not today's not the day. It's It's just not the day. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're on the fade cores train today, you're hoping it's like a six to five game with no home runs. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) that's what you're hoping for. Because I mean, this is just a spot that is like Jose arena is on the other side of this game, right? he pitched well against Cardinals last time out too. So maybe you just play bad pitchers against the Cardinals. Maybe we figured out the strategy to attack this Cardinals team. Um, I, mean, he still gave him a couple home runs. He's, he's given a five home runs now in three starts. I mean, Washington beat him around. He doesn't go deep into games. Um, man, oh man, this is a it, it, like, we're stacking this game in Pittsburgh. Like we're, we're playing yeah. hitters in this game in Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh is one of the worst ballparks in baseball. So, the fact that we're getting, like, 20 to 25-mile-an-hour winds blowing out to right and 73 to get weather, like, in cores, like, this is just – it's a phenomenal spot. Don't fade this spot.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I faded it on Monday night. Pittsburgh ended up just smashing. Um, this, this one is going to be really, really difficult to fade. Like, um, these pitchers – like Velasquez has long been known for his hard contact issues. At least he has a little strikeout ability. So maybe there's a path. I don't think so. But Arania, there's just like, he has like a 12% strikeout rate there. There's going to be plenty of contact here from Pittsburgh. We're going to have all kinds of value options again. Like you're just stacking this on both sides um, a, a ton. Like the ownership is probably going to be out of control in, you, maybe you just match the field. It's going to be tough to get overweight and then try to do other things as well. But this this is pretty much one of those unfatable Coors games. I, I really wish that it would have failed on Monday night so it would have held down the ownership a little bit here. I think it's going to be pretty popular, but it's a, it's a tough fade with these two pitchers on the mound. Yeah, I mean,
1: at the end of the day, right, it's baseball. And variance in baseball is high. Anything can happen. The stats tell us, like, this is going to be a high-scoring game like we usually see like 10 11 totals 12 and a half
2: we're gonna see yeah yeah i was gonna say seven it's 12 and a half. Yeah, yeah it's 12 and a half right now yeah yeah
1: so i mean pittsburgh side as far as the bats go i mean it's reynolds you get reynolds in there like you you start with reynolds and then you just kind of build out whoever you want um We'll see if McCutcheon plays or not, but I mean, everybody else is cheap. Bay is 4K. Hayes is 3,800. Joe is 3,500. Santana is 3,400. The utility players that have been playing are cheap. Um, I really want like Jack Swazinski to crack the lineup at 2,700. Like he's a guy that has kind of started really slow this season. Um, Smith as well. Um, Nick by, I think is how, um, is it Jigby? by jigba. jigba that's yeah. right i like he's a guy the wide receiver a little bit from just, ohio
2: state they're actually brothers
1: yeah so i mean he's a guy i played at the beginning of the year and i watched some baseball and i do my memory is bad but yeah if he cracks the lineup like either one of these cheap lefties they're both talented so if either one of these guys crack the lineup i, I think they're great plays um yeah man this is just a spot this is a spot um, they just called back that second baseman too, um, from A. Um, um, uh,
2: Marcano.
1: Marcano, like he's, I think he's minimum salary. So I mean, it's Reynolds and then you're going to get all the value, all of it. Yeah. And there's not, I think they have three lefties in the bullpen. Colorado does, um, up from one last year. So <laughs> there are a little bit of pinch hit risk, but I mean, yeah, this is a great spot for Pittsburgh. Um, anything that you want to add here for Pittsburgh and then you can just kind of go over to the Rocky side.
2: No, I think you covered it really well. Like we, they were facing the lefty on Monday night. So we saw all the righty platoon cheap guys like Matthias, um, uh, Castro was in there. That's going to flip to all the lefties. So Smith and Jigba, um, and Sawinski love both of those calls. Like those guys, those are just like two pretty good prospects with some power. So I actually like them better than the guys that played on Monday night. Marcano is a big speed guy who just got called up. Um, probably see him at second base instead of Matthias. Like the platoon here, I actually prefer the lefties more than I, I, the, the righties on uh, Monday. And Arania is, to me, a more attackable pitcher than Freeland. So I was off Pittsburgh on Monday. I'm going to love them to, on Tuesday. Unfortunately, since they just went bonkers on Monday night, they're going to be owned. But I probably still have pretty close to the field on them. Love this spot. Colorado side, I talked about Velasquez and his home run issues. It's been like he's been in the league for six, seven, eight years, and it's just constant. The guy just gives up too many fly balls and too many hard hits. That's not going to work in course. Um, they Colorado is better against lefties, so it was a better spot for Colorado Monday than it is here, arguably. Um, Rich Hill is not good anymore, despite what he did on Monday night. But, like, he Velasquez gives it up to both sides. Like, there's any right-handed power I'm just as interested in. uh, But McMahon, who was tough to play. Blackman, who was tough to play Monday. Those are the guys leading the charge here. CJ Crohn's still very good. Um, Righty-righty. Chris Bryant you can play, certainly. Profar actually has reverse splits, so he should lead off here again. Um, He's 3,600 still. Diaz is 3,700 catcher. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Pittsburgh side slightly better on Tuesday than I did on Monday, but uh, this Colorado side still very much in play. Velasquez probably gives up a couple of bombs here.
1: Yeah, Rich Hill did his thing, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thing. Listen, Vincent Velasquez is not good. Um, this guy has a 5.5 X XFIP since the start of last year. He struggles with fly balls. Massive wind blowing out to right field. He's a righty. I mean, this is a great spot for the lefties. And I mean, if you're playing Colorado, really like the two power guys are right handed. But I mean, a ton of interest here in profar Blackman McMahon. Uh, But really, anybody that cracks the lineup for Colorado, I think, is going to be in play in this spot. Vincent Velasquez, yeah, he's just, he's not, he's not great, man. So um, I want to see who's in the lineup. I hope like, this might be the first time this year I played the Moose. Um, I hope Mustakis cracks the lineup today um at 3k. So and you can use him at third base, so you don't necessarily have to use him at first base. So if you want to play CJ Crone and Moustakis, you can. So that's one nice thing that you can do with um them adding third base um, eligibility yeah. to him. So
2: I just want to correct something. I said reverse splits on Pro Far. He's a switch hitter, so obviously it's not reverse, but uh the stronger side of the plate. He's better against righties than he's against lefties.
1: He is, yep. Um, man, your Cubs. So I have a team that's climbing the leaderboard right now. So I'm gonna at least get one min cash, and they got the bases loaded with no outs too, and they're struggling. Um, so my teams that like have any kind of hope keep getting bases loaded, and they keep failing. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking to Cubs. Great. We got Chicago at Oakland facing the, the athletics here. We got a eight total Cubs, a 172 favor. We got Stroman and Walter Uh Stroman, 8,803 really solid starts. I mean, he pitched really solid against Seattle last time out. That's a really tough offense. So to give up a couple runs, there has not allowed a home run yet. My biggest concern is the walks, but I mean, giving him 98 pitches last time, in a tough matchup is all I needed to see. I'm definitely attacking Strowman in the spot against Oakland.
2: Yeah, Oakland's just bad. Like we were we were talking about Wasnaski to open the show, kind of, and how he had got off to a rocky start, but he's he's settled in. And Oakland only has one r- run through four innings, so just it's not a good offense. Strowman has looked really good. Not a guy that I generally like to play in DFS because he sits around 20 percent strikeout rate, 22 it's been up this season though um, at least six K's in every start and the leash, it looks like it's getting extended. I don't think he gets much above a hundred, but I think you're, you can pretty, pretty much pencil him in for 95 pitches in this spot. Um, 8,800, a little more than I'd like to play, but the matchup makes it. Uh, so he's very much in play in this spot. Like give me, give me six, six clean innings with six to eight K's and, and I'm all about it on this late. has to be the chalky SP two today, right? I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Waldachuk on the other side. I mean, talented prospect from everything that like you read. It has not translated yet. Um, I mean, the Cubs keep hitting. Oh, well, I mean, they don't hit with bases loaded and no outs, but they, <laughs> they have been hitting this year. And I mean, you look at the lineup overall, and it's a really solid lineup against left-handed pitching. They're able to platoon pretty much the whole lineup. They let Bellinger play on... Monday night so I mean Bellinger's just he's so underrated as a hitter he's just the guy that was like talked about and then like had it uh, got hurt and had that back but yeah I mean I I'm
2: not playing Walter Chuck here I'm going back to the well in the Cubs bats for sure yeah I'm, I'm with you um the Cubs offense a couple comments in chat about it being a little bit sneaky I think it's really sneaky against lefties especially with say Suzuki back in the lineup Like this, like wisdom is no joke against lefties. You've got Swanson and Horner in there. I agree with you. The Cubs are very, very stackable on the slate.
1: We're going to talk about Strider here in a game um, or two. Um, Stroman is more expensive than Strider on FanDuel. Um, (laughs) That's just ridiculous. (laughs) Could potentially be like the pivot though. Six, seven innings, quality start, win. Six to eight strikeouts. Strider struggles a little bit. I mean, I like Strider way more, for what it's worth. I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate on, like, if you, no one's gonna play Strowman over Strider on FanDuel.
2: So that I agree with. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, Cubs bats that we like here uh, again. I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna say the same thing I said yesterday as far as like the Cubs bats. Not only do I, I don't think Walden is the best, but the bullpen's terrible. Um, so. Like, we're, we're seeing the Cubs get into the bullpen in the fifth inning. They're going to have to use some arms here. Um, They brought in one of their better arms to kind of get out of the bases loaded
2: situation, which stunk. Um, What are your thoughts here on the Cubs' bets? Yeah, love them. Um, wisdom to hit a home run will be on my betting card again for sure. Anytime he's facing a lefty, he's like – I don't care about the ballpark. Like, he just mashes left-handed pitching. It's another great spot for him. Too cheap at 4,500. Um, Swanson and say, uh, Suzuki probably approach appropriately priced. Like the, this Cubs stack is not that cheap. There are some pieces that'll make it work. Jan Gomes is 2,900 Mancini, Mancini 3,200. I like both of them. Um, like Nico's been stealing so many bases Horner. That is, um, I think like 4,400 seems like a lot. If you think about him as not like a huge power guy, but if he's going to keep stealing bases at the rate that he is, that's like, I love Nico Horner in the spot. He hits lefties really well. If he gets on base and, and he can run, I'm all about it. Uh Bellinger is too cheap for his power upside. If he cracks the lineup, you play him. Hopefully that he only gets one at bat. Even if it's two at bats against Waldachuck, you've got two against the bullpen. Um So he certainly, certainly wouldn't leave lead his power out of the stack. Um they're, they're one of my top stacks on the slate.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to add. Um Mancini, I think, like you mentioned, he's just cheap and – Someone the other day, um, I don't know if it was on XM or if it was on a Grinder's live show, but they compared Horner to Trey Turner, and my initial thoughts are like, "Eh," but then I, mean, like, I thought about it the, There's a speed yeah. discrepancy
2: there. Like Horner's not blazing fast. Trey Turner is blazing fast, but Horner is a very, very baseball IQ savvy guy, so yeah. he's very good at stealing bases despite not being super fast.
1: No, I know. I'm just saying, like. Uh, he, listen i'm not comparing him to trey turner i'm just saying someone mentioned it to me and i was like i mean a cheaper trey turner um i mean yeah, i play I, horner all the time
2: like so this year i'm i'm totally all about that like, he's clearly running every time he gets on so i love it he had a stolen base already tonight um yep. so i think he's leading the stolen bases leading in the three straight games for he's the last leading five? The majors in steals yep
1: yeah all right um
2: oakland bats against stroman anything here no, uh yeah, I'm not like talked about the Montgomery profile it's the same thing ground ball pitcher like control's been shaky to start the year, but he's been a, a solid control guy throughout uh Oakland a really weak offense not not a good stack.
1: yeah, no interest for me. Brewers and Mariners eight total in this game the Mariners are 164 favorites um we got Ray against Gilbert. We'll start here with Ray uh any interest
2: in him in this spot? he was pretty good his last time out. I don't know what to think about that. I like journeyman. He's, he's pitched overseas. He's been spent a ton of time in the minors, formerly a really good po- prospect for the, the Padres. And just, I don't know. He's been given opportunities, but never found a, a sticking spot. Um, I'm not, I don't know. I, I don't like the matchup against Seattle. So I probably don't get there again. Like we've talked about a couple of these six K pitchers that, that, Probably one of them gets there. I just, I don't know how to figure out which one it's going to be. He's similar to Brad Keller. Like they're the same play in my opinion.
1: So, I mean, I I had all intention to like, come on here and say, maybe we could take some shots on him. And then kind of looking at that start, man, did he run pure (laughs) zero nine, one Babbitt in that game. Um, Really tough for me to say, play this guy. He throws a lot of junk and, and like, pitchers we saw miles mikolas right he came back from overseas and like he looked like a different pitcher and i, I think the biggest difference is going to be command um i don't know if like ray is going to have that same type of command but I mean, he threw just about everything in his start he threw fastballs sliders cutters curveballs change-ups like yeah um I don't think this is the right spot. Like I initially, like I said, I initially, like I watched some of that game. I mean, he, he really did not pitch bad. Um, 31% K rate in that game, Keith, with a 7% swinging strike rate. That's huge red flag to me. Yeah. Huge I wouldn't expect 30% flag.
2: Ks from him for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't think I can do it on Ray. I think the Seattle team is a team that I'm very high on just in general this year. I will say like Gilbert's somewhat interesting at 8,500. If Stroman like is going to be like the chalky SP2, um, the Milwaukee lineup is not great. I mean, it has some pieces that are good. Don't get me wrong. It's not like this elite offense by any means though. And Gilbert's a solid pitcher. I mean, I would classify him as like an above average pitcher. So I don't mind. I don't think I mind Logan Gilbert today as a pivot off of Stroman in this same
2: like price range. No, I I really like Logan Gilbert. I I agree with you. I think he's easily an above average pitcher. I I think he has, he's really young still. He's got ace potential in my opinion, if he just puts it all together, a guy that had a really good leash, like in the second half last year, before they finally decided to start limiting a a little bit, he threw 94 pitches in his last one. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little room up on that. Like, I think he can get to the hundred pitch mark here. I agree with your comments on, on Milwaukee. I'm not impressed with their offense at all. Um Tellez is starting to pick it up a little bit, but Yelich not being the same guy, it's, it's cost them. Um There's just like, I know Mitchell is off to a hot start. Winker's been out of the lineup for, seems like a week at least. I'm not sure why he didn't end up on the IL. Um, if, if Winker's back in here, that's, I, I definitely want to see as few lefties as possible. Um but yeah, I, I have a ton of interest in Gilbert, especially if Strowman's chalk and, and Gilbert's lower own. I'll, I'll be way overweight on Gilbert.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think Gilbert's solid. I, I do. Um, him and Strowman are are really and like even like taking some shots on Sunny Gray in this range.
2: Yep. So. yeah that's that's why i say i don't know that i'm gonna end up in that 6k range because i i like all three of the guys in the 8k range um and then Eovaldi at 7, too. i think that's where we're looking for for sb2
1: yeah i like evaldi a lot today
2: yep all right um
1: bats bats in this one uh anything standing out to you for milwaukee
2: no not really um i think you'd, you'd be looking for lefty power Tellez, or garrett mitchell um, I don't mind his one-offs. That's, that's really about it for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, the righties, he is, even this year, he's been really good against righties. So he struggles with more fly balls and hard contact to lefties. So if you want to play tell us, um typically this is a spot I'd say play a Yelich because it is a ground ball or a fly ball pitcher. But, I mean, he just, he does not look right still. I don't think Yelich is ever going to look like he's 100% again. So, still, I mean, still above average hitter. He just strikes and strikes out at like a 35% clip, which is crazy to me as a leadoff hitter. Like, Domus would make so much more sense as a leadoff hitter, but whatever. I'm not a coach. Um, I just sit here and look at numbers. Seattle bats. I think Seattle stacks in play. Um, like i said ray ran really well really good and like he struggled with righty power and fly balls in that game so you don't want to struggle with righty power um in a matchup against seattle rodriguez france suarez teoscar hernandez clinic is lefty but he's been crushing like I, I could definitely see getting on board on the seattle stack here
2: yeah i mean i i know ray was really good in his last time out but he's ultimately a journeyman pitcher he's 30 years old who's never been able to stick in the big leagues. Um, you can certainly stack here. Um, love Julio, Teoscar, Suarez, France. Like th- Another stack that's pretty expensive. Um, love the Calumet call, too. He's been just incredible here. Um, expensive stack, but certainly don't mind it. I There's, there's nothing telling us that, that Ray is as good as he was his last time out.
1: All right, we got Atlanta at San Diego. Man, this is a big slate. There's a lot of a lot of stuff to discuss in this slate. We got a 7.5 total Strider against Snell, and the Braves are a 140 favorite here on the road. Spencer Strider, our guy today, is he the guy? Like, is he your number one guy?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's the number one guy on most times that he pitches. Um, not the best matchup against San Diego, but it's like Strider's matchup proof. He just has ridiculous stuff. The K rate is enormous. Um like 10 K is probably not enough for his talent level. I talked about this with the yesterday and I, I know it didn't work out, but that's not going to scare me off a of strider. Like I'm going to play him like he's going out there and striking out nine or 10 today. Cause that's what he does on most nights. I will
1: say this, right. Um, Bogarts and Soto are both above average, like on base guys. They don't strike out. They walk really high. So, like, you're you really just kind of hoping he gets around those two guys. But you're getting big strikeouts out of Machado, Cronenworth, Kim, Nola, if he's in there. Um, they've been playing, like, Dixon a little bit, and he's a big strikeout guy. This is a little bit different for me for DeGrom. I, I, I could see going, like, so my three teams, I could see going, like, two out of three and playing two of these 8K pitchers together and just loading up on some bats um, or trying to make my core stack different by not going Strider cause it's really easy to fit Strider and Strowman with a core stack cause of how cheap it is. I and mean, that's your chalky build today. Uh, there you go. There's your blueprint. Um, if you want to build a chalky team, but yeah, I mean, Strider ceiling wise, ceiling wise, no one's even close to him on the slate. Um, so he's a fantastic play. Snell on the other side of this game. Um, I mean, he got, he pitched in Atlanta already once this season and that did not go well. Um, this is such a good offense just in general. And the fact that, like, they're getting lefties back-to-back days, I, I don't know, man. I don't think I can
2: place Snell. Like, his walk rate is through the roof right now. Yeah, I mean, that's just – that's who he's been his whole career. Like, he's either just going to go out there and walk the world and rack up 100 pitches in four innings, or he's going to go out there and strike out 10. I don't think this is a spot he strikes out 10. Maybe if I was playing 150, I would sprinkle him in a little bit. I think he comes in pretty low-owned here with as much – um, as we've talked about the other 8K pitchers, like it's a, a brutal matchup against Atlanta. Like they're gonna just dominate left-handed pitching this this year. I don't think it's a spot that I get to it because I, I do like most of the pitching in this range. Um, I think he's gonna be low all. though. if you wanted to take a, sh- a tournament shot and hope he struck out nine or ten, I, I wouldn't talk you out of it. I think you were a little crazy, but not just insane.
1: No, I mean the strikeout upside. When he's on, yeah. he's a guy that can strike out ten plus. So, I mean the strikeout upside is what you would attack him here. Atlanta they strike out less against left-handed pitching um, than they do against right-handed pitching. So, um, all right, let's talk Atlanta bats. For me, Atlanta is super simple today. I'm stacking them or fading them. They're expensive. I think I can't play like Acuna or Riley is like one-offs. I can. Riley is one of the best hitters in baseball against left-handed pitching. Um, since the start of last season so you can but i don't think that's how i would approach it lane i think it's a stacker fade for me
2: yeah i mean especially with snell's control issues like he he can put th- three guys on with walks and then somebody comes up and hits a home run off him like they that's that's what you want from a stack so um i like it lane i think snell is a very talented pitcher he's not an easy guy to hit hard um it's really more just a because he misses so many bats with strikeouts and walks um but, yeah, like M- Riley is amazing against lefties. Sean Murphy is amazing against lefties. Albies is better against lefties. Um, Von Grissom, who they just called up, is, is really cheap and fills shortstop. Cheap outfielders as well. Ozuna, Pilar, White was in the lineup on Monday. Like, I, I'm going right back to Atlanta, I think, here. Like, Snell, not a, a pitcher that I generally attack much because he does strike out so many guys. Um, but I, I love this Atlanta team, how they set up against lefties.
1: Yeah, I mean, the home runs, the walks, it's just a good big innings. I mean, Atlanta, Acuna will run, so, like, he adds upside that way. So, yeah. Um, Any interest in the San Diego bats here against Strider? Nope. I think if you're running mm-hmm. 150 and you want to build a little hedge stack, go for it. I'm never going to tell you not to do that against the highest-owned pitcher on the slate. He's probably going to be your highest-owned pitcher, too. So, if you're running 150, building two or three um, – Padres tax is not the craziest thing. Obviously, don't make sure. Make sure you don't build like Padre Stacks Witch Rider Hey, listen, people still make that mistake. So just saying Ian Hap with a stolen base, my dude. New York Mets, Los Angeles, Dodgers, eight total. The Dodgers are 172 favorite here. We got McGill against Kershaw. Any interest here in Tyler
2: McGill. Not against the Dodgers, not at ninety two hundred. Um just not not a long leash here. Too much power on the on the other side of this game. I like a lot of AK pitchers a lot more than I like Tyler McGill. I don't think we need him on the slate. Yeah, I mean again,
1: you know, I talked about yesterday how I don't think the Dodgers lineup is as good as it usually is. Um, but I still don't think I want to pay ninety two hundred for McGill. So the price, I mean, he for me he's just he's kind of priced out. So um yep. no ish no no interest for me. And then Kershaw is interesting. Um like I don't play right handed pitchers against the Mets, and I, I've talked about this all year last year. Just I, I don't do it. A lefty you could talk me into playing Kershaw today. Um he's he's still he's still elite, man. Like still elite. And this is a a team like if they leave the lefties in there and the righties, I mean, you got to beat Alonzo and and Marte, but Marte is not hitting for power. Like you could talk me into playing Kershaw as a pivot off of like the two, two other expensive guys here.
2: I don't know if I can do it. Still, I agree with you. He's an elite (laughs) pitcher. I just, I don't know if the strikeouts are elite anymore. Um, Yeah, that's true. And the leash, you always got to remember the leash at ten one. Yeah, like I think there's an absolute 100 ceiling. 100 pitches last time though. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Absolute ceiling of 100. Like they, I don't think they would let him go over that. Man, I just I'm going to click Strider every time. I I just I don't think I can get there. If if he comes in 5% owned, maybe maybe I change my stance on that, but um Mets are a tough matchup. Strider's on the slate. I probably probably just get to Strider.
1: In a scenario where you use a lot of the value from cores, you could potentially play both of them. I think yeah. I, I haven't messed with building lamps, but I, I mean, it looks like you potentially could. Um Swinzinski just hit a home run off the bench for the pirates. Nice. Bump his ownership up for tomorrow. Darn it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's already going to be high. I'm just kidding. Yeah. All right. Mets bats. Anything that you like here against Kershaw? Nope. Yeah. No, not touching them um uh, mcgill i mean he is a high walk he he struggles against lefties so like freeman muncie would be like the main two targets and then if you're playing those two like you try to fit in bets but there's he's so expensive that like i mean with smith out the the stack overall stack becomes cheaper but like mcgill is not like a guy that i i can see myself going hey i'm gonna full stack against tyler mcgill today um so I mean it's Muncy and Freeman and then maybe just like whoever the cheap piece is cuz I mean this guy does struggle against lefties. so like who's a che- do I have a cheap lefty here Outman yeah, Peralta and H- Hay-
2: Peralta and Hayward are the the Alta. cheap outfielders Yeah
1: so I mean the- getting Freeman and Muncy and then one of those guys
2: Yep I think that's you nailed it exactly like Outman is the best outfielder lefty that hits left-handed but his his price is up to 4k so I I would love to get the Outman but like you said, like I think we're spending on pitching a lot. If we're playing Freeman and Muncie, I, I don't know how often I get to Altman. I would definitely prefer him over Peralta and Hayward, but you do save quite a bit going down to those two. All
1: right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. We talked a lot today. A lot of if games it happens. A lot of games. A lot of good games. Like a lot yeah. of a lot of spots that are like worth talking about. So good first look, I think. If you appreciate this first look hit that subscribe button over there on YouTube helps out under 8k to get over 6 strikeouts who do you got today
2: there's one obvious one and it gets pretty tough after that um I, i'm going to take him though it's eve aldi i like it
1: um honestly if i had to pick someone to get 6 strikeouts it would probably be sale He's had at least six strikeouts in his first three starts. So like it'd probably be sale.
2: Yeah, I like it.
1: But yeah, I mean, you have all these. Doesn't mean he's going to be
2: good, but he should get six strikeouts.
1: The more I go through the slate, the more I'm like, man, I might play him on one of three teams (laughs) just because he's so cheap. He's so cheap. And like you could play sale with cores and like your core stack is just so different. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to play at least one core stack, if not two. So it's really just like, how can I make those stacks different? So yeah. anyway. Over 8K to score under 15. Who's your bust
2: today? I like the way Toronto sets up against Arcady. Um I'm gonna take him.
1: I like it. Um the more I think about this, the more I think this is a terrible matchup for Tyler McGill. So I'm gonna say he busts in this spot. Like it. Over four K to hit a home run, not in cores. Who do you got going yard today?
2: Um gonna notice a theme here for the rest of these we've talked about them so long ago i almost forgot about him but how much i <laughs> love baltimore today adley rutschman's going deep yeah
1: i like that one a lot i'm going all the way to the top all the way to the top i already said it i love jordan alvarez today give me alvarez to hit two home runs not just one he's gonna hit two today under 4k to get two hits who's your cheap bet that you got getting two hits today
2: going back to baltimore super elite prospect been a rough start to the season guy gunner henderson this is an awesome spot for him to get right isn't it
1: oh he's starting to hit too um all right i gotta find somebody else hold on oh there's somebody we mentioned hold on i gotta remember who it was o'hearn let's play some ryan o'hearn today wisdom striking out what am what are the cubs doing gosh i'm not a cubs fan i'm so glad i'm not a cubs fan (laughs) Give me a stack Ross, to score. Me <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh man, Burns got hurt too. Oof. He left tonight's game as well. Like, what is going on? What is going on? Yikes. Oh, one of those slates. Yeah, he left. He just left. Oh man. Anyway. All right.
2: Oh. All right. Stack to score six or more runs. Uh, yeah, gimme Baltimore again just love the way they set up against gray. Yeah. I like Baltimore a lot
1: today. I like them a lot. Um, I'm trying to go off the board here. I don't want to say the cubbies. I do like the anything. A lot. That's not
2: in cores is going to be off the board today. They're going to be both yeah, of they're those like, 20% owned, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, they're going to be all right. Massive. Well then give me the cubbies. I'll take the cubbies. Yeah. Any right. final thoughts before we get out of here? No, fun slate. Gonna have to figure out how to get different if playing cores, that's for sure. I mean, that's my initial thought too is you want to play cores. How do you make your course teams different? Um, and I mean, everyone, everyone, everyone is building cores, Stroman, Strider. So think about that and think about how you potentially get different, whether you want to play one of those two guys um, or fade them both, which it's tough to say that with Strider. But I think everyone is going to be building um, Colorado-Pittsburgh-Strowman teams. So appreciate everyone hanging out. I will um, post the Morning Grind link over there on Twitter throughout the day. So if you want to join the Morning Grind game, I think we ended up with like 40 or something on um, Monday night. So if you want to join and have some fun, um, my team's terrible. So you guys are welcome for my donation. So there you go. Um, my main team didn't I mean it's not terrible but it's not good so um, we ended up with 43 so if you want to play in the morning grind game come over hang out um, try to get try to get Keith in there as well and see how, how how much of uh, Baltimore he can play to pivot off the course <laughs> but hope everyone has a fantastic Tuesday we'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball good luck everyone see you then